0: Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here. Thanks for staying with us into our guest segment. Always great to be with you. This is the Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we have a terrific guest for you, my good friend, old friend, Lisa Haven. And uh, we crossed paths. Every couple of months, and it's amazing because we don't have a lot of the same sources, but we tend to come to the same exact conclusions. Amazing how that works, isn't it? And you're really going to enjoy this interview. This first time you've heard Lisa. You're in for a treat, and you're going to say, well, gee, how can I follow her more? Well, we're going to tell you about that, too. But first, we need to pay some bills. People keep the lights on here for us at the Common Sense Show, and we make this very common sense. Listen to me, folks. Right now, your country is being taken over. We are in the midst of a coup, a revolution, and possibly a a hot civil war, the way things are going. And you need to be outside the system as much as you can. So we're really pushing storable food and water filtration because those are the two supplies that you absolutely cannot live without. And you don't want to be that family that says, hey, we'll feed you. Uh, just come on this side of the barbed wire. No, 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 no. You don't want that. So we're going to help you get ready. We have the best durable food company in the world. PrepareWithDave.com is what we call it. It's NPS is the actual name of the company. And they've lowered their prices. And they've got great sales right now. And all you got to do to find out more about this 25-year shelf life with restaurant-quality food is go to PrepareWithDave.com. That's PrepareWithDave.com. And if you have food, you darn well better have water. Because if the water goes down, what are you going to do? And on the fifth day, the Naval War College says that waterborne illnesses are the number one cause of death. So we've got the best water filtration system in the world. The research at WaterWithDave.com talks about that. It's the Alexa Pure Pro water filter, and ladies and gentlemen, it's forty percent off. You got to act now. So you've got PrepareWithDave.com, you've got WaterWithDave.com, and now you got Lisa with Dave at node.com. Lisa, welcome to the show. It is always such a pleasure to have you on. I look forward to our interviews. And uh, boy, I I tell you, there's just nothing going on that's exciting, is there? (laughs) That's an understatement, right? (laughs) We're going to have to make up stuff to talk about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. No, there's tons. I mean... Um, So many important issues facing us. I mean, we have the pandemic, and then we have the riots, and then we have our economy, all three of which, you know, is I'm going to call a coordinated attack and the destabilization of of the United States of America as we know it.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. Absolutely agree. Because isn't it interesting that we locked down an entire population for something that usually just kills people in nursing homes that are dying anyway from other causes and all the rest of us had to shut down our businesses we wrecked our economy and then as soon as we start coming out of our cubby holes oh here come the race riots and then there's now oh there's the second wave with their fake numbers isn't that interesting how one thing just keeps following another (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, that's that's why I'm like, I did a report on uh, my Restricted Republic website today talking about how the deep state is involved. There's no way, right, that we could have had such a coordinated protest and riots breaking out across the country unless they had help from the inside, unless they were politically driven by some organization. Uh, and so when we think about it, never, in, never. In the history of the United States of America, have we had hundreds of protests and riots break out around the same time it within all these cities and last, you know, this is this has been going on for at least two weeks now. So that screams like there is an organization behind it, and there's definitely agenda underway. And 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 seeing the fact that this came on top of the COVID-19 pandemic and seeing what the media did, the media, you know, was was in the whole Russia hoax and and they showed their colors then that they were really in bed with the FBI, really in bed with the deep state. Well, it's no different today. They're still in bed with the deep state with these riots and everything that are happening, right? And so... The media immediately started broadcasting the riots and uh, the the uh, protest as some kind of, quote unquote, revolution and likened it to the founding fathers revolution. And we're talking about the looting and, and the massacre of our businesses on an already hurt society. But not one word, not one from the mainstream media about the economic devastation that this is going to cause on top of the mass devastation that was caused by the COVID-19 lockdowns. They kept their mouths shut because it didn't fit their agenda, and thus they're doing now. And now, as a result, we're seeing some of the deep state agents rise up and, uh, you know, implement these, uh, you know, complete abolishment of our police department. I mean, this is insane ideology, insane. And it's, it's, it's spreading, unfortunately, like wildfire. And while there are many innocent people out there who are protesting and, and actually think this is about racism and equality, they're severely misdirected. They, they are being used and abused by the authoritarian masses out there, the authoritarians who want to take over our country. And they're using the quote unquote people uh, you know, uh, to get them to think that that's what it's all about. When in reality, this is the destabilization, the breakdown of uh, uh, of our country, and everything that you and I have been warning about for years, Hodges. I mean, we look like crazy people. <laughs> You know, six, seven years ago when we were talking about this stuff. I remember doing video reports with you and we're like, hey, this is going to happen. Hey, there's um, an executive order. Hey, there's there's these things. They're trying to destabilize the economy. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And it's here. And you notice, one of the things I don't get called anymore is a fear monger.
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> me too. I, exactly. You know, it's kind of funny. Mike Adams and I were talking about a month ago and Mike said, Dave, all the criticism you took years ago for the things you were saying He said, no one's accusing you of anything now but knowing what was going to happen. And you're in the same boat that I am. And so was Steve Quayle and many of our friends in this business. So Hodges and Haven, we ought to open up our own truth center. Uh, Listen, I'm not a prognosticator. I'm not Nostra Hodges. I'm no one like that. But, you know, Lisa, what I could see was when they had an executive order like 13603, or they were doing the NDAA snatch and grab off the streets legislation, I'm saying, they're doing this for a purpose someday this stuff is going to arrive here and fema medical camp celeste salam and i've talked a lot about that and we've done a show together on it lisa it's here and 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 we weren't bright in reporting it we were just aware of what was happening and said what well, if they're not going to do this why do they have these rules
1: and that's the point that's that that was the main thing we were pointing out there's no point in creating these uh pieces of legislation that have little to no impact at the time of their creating but hidden stuff a lot of times hidden stuff was pushed into these alternative legislation so to speak and that's what we would focus on as well and we would loudly scream hey this this thing that they're adding in there there's an agenda there's a reason there's a purpose here's what we believe the purpose is to be. And that's exactly what we're witnessing. Even right now, um, I've been warning people. I, I, I said, look, the whole reason for what they're doing now, this is the this is the globalist card. This was their final draw. They were ticked off about what happened with Brexit. They were ticked off when President Trump became president. They were ticked off that people like you and I were getting louder. And as a result, they started censoring us. That was their first move. Get people like Hodges and Lisa under the radar, hide their content, get them off the top. And um, they literally harassed all the social media until they went into full compliance, until they were completely leftist controlled. As you know, YouTube used to be good until it sold to Google. And then when it sold to Google, it became this leftist propagandized organization. And we were slowly being weeded out. And then President Trump came and then Brexit came because our voices were already loud enough. Right. But they're still stifling it. And this ticked off the globalist cabal, your authoritarians, your technocrats, whatever label you want to give them. And so as a result, that's when I believe it was uh, the pandemic released uh, the lockdowns, which made us go into economic chaos, which I think is the ultimate end game of this thing because you don't go into a lockdown over a virus with a 99.82 or something like that survival rate. And like you said, that really only affects you know, 70, 80 years old In the majority, which is a majority of pretty much every virus under the sun, right? We're going to classify it as such. And so this is an obvious move. And now I am warning people they're headed full fledged into a quote-unquote great reset. And this great reset is not something we want. It's the implementation of a global international order with their own rules and regulations, not what we want because we the people have no say, but whatever the heck they want in their rule. but And ultimately to have a global economic system as well. And right now they're talking about it all over the place. Prince Charles came out the other day And he made an announcement that he wanted to use this pandemic, take advantage of a crisis, like they say, right, to implement the Great Reset. And then we have Davos coming out January 2021. So next year, Davos, the entire theme of the event is Great Reset. And I warned about that. Even like four to five months ago when this thing started, I was like, hello, this is what they're going to do. This is their card. And here we are. Great reset. They're talking international order order and global solutions for a global problem. Everything we said is now here.
0: Global, global, global. And it is now almost a crime to be a nationalist and it's becoming a crime to be a Christian. I mean, isn't it interesting that, first of all, they'd let crowded Walmarts do what they would do with no social distancing, Targets, Costco, Sam's Club, but no... No, you can't go to church. And then when they relented because of lawsuits by John Whitehead and others like him, then they said, well, you can have your service for 60 minutes. But we all know in the 61st minute, the COVID virus is going to come out and jump on everybody. I mean, this is just insane what's going on. It defies all logic. There's no science. In fact, one more thing I want you to comment. I don't know if you've read the CDC guidelines for diagnostics, but they allow presumptive diagnosis, which means you have to have no test. You just simply say it looks like COVID. And then the tests themselves, the FDA admitted twice in print that they didn't make the manufacturers produce any validity or reliability for their testing accuracies. And they said, but we trust them to do a good job. So we don't even know what the real numbers are, Lisa. They're being confabulated by fake diagnoses, made up numbers, and then bad tests.
1: A hundred percent. There, it, it's a full, it's a joke. Like, if, if okay, so, and I read, uh, I don't know if you saw, there was an entire clip from the Elmhurst Hospital out of New York, right? I've read everything you're talking about. They are assuming cases. It's 100%. It's all, if people go to the CDC website, they can read about it. But on top of that, in the beginning of this pandemic, uh, they're in Elmhurst. Elmhurst was the epicenter, you know, there in New York of the hospital that had 10,000, 10, 20,000, 30,000 deaths, or whatever the number. Kept climbing massively. Well, a nurse came out. I'm pretty sure you may have even watched this video, but she came out and kind of obliterated everything they were doing there. And she says they were putting. Uh, people who had just came into the hospital with minor, they they, they were walking fine, talking fine. They said, oh, I have a a cough. They'd put them in with COVID patients, regardless as if they have tested for COVID or not at that time. And then they were using the five-day test at the time. We have one that is way less than that, hours to test. But instead of using that, they used one that lasted five days. They would put COVID with non-COVID, put them together in the same room. The nurses weren't really doing the sanitary procedures. And then this nurse went, she has an on actual video, like she's got video footage I've of this. That, yeah, yeah, and so she shows how they actually tested positives. P- tests came back. I mean negative, and and they're there with positive patients, and she's just corruption after corruption. They would put them on these ventilators, which you have a 90% death rate there. It's just insane because a ventilator wasn't the best way to handle each individual. It would depend on the individualized cases. But there was mass corruption going on in this hospital, and I would assume in multiple hospitals across the country, but that just adds to the problem and really shows um, not only the level of corruption from the CDC, but in some hospitals. Now there's good hospitals too, right? Very good ones. So, but there's also ones like the Elmhurst one that was saying, okay, well, they really need the money. Let's get our twenty nine thousand, I think it was at the time, to put these people on a ventilator and get money to the hospital. And yeah. um, it's just when you're offering money incentives, when you're saying they can assume, when you don't know how accurate the tests are and and you get multiple negatives before you get a positive or a false positive and then you're not even following protocol and
0: withdave.com that's waterwithdave.com. Save $80 for a short time.
1: Procedures, and you're not individualizing the health of the person. you This is a disaster and a freaking mess, but they are not, they're making all kinds of exception to COVID, right? When there is no exception to other viruses. You would, if the person comes in with malaria, they have to test for malaria. And then they can be added to the death count. In the case of COVID, they can assume you have COVID and add you to the death count. They don't even have to take a test. This is backwards. And it's backwards on purpose. And that's the thing that we, I've been screaming. Look, it's done on purpose. What what would the other benefit be? Because if we really wanted to find out how bad COVID was, we would be doing the best we can to get the most accurate data. And that's the opposite of what we've done. And they have been scratching the surface to try to increase the numbers using every pull and string that they have. Now, real virus sucks if you get it, but at the same rate, it's over... It's being...
0: By calling Noble Gold at 877 646
1: 5347. Hyped massively. And even today, like, I don't know if you saw, um, we have in the mainstream media pretty much every day, oh, all the states are increasing and, and, and they need to basically lock down again. Arizona's up, California's up, Texas is up, Florida is up. And now it's 22 states that are increasing still even after the lockdown. But the, the problem is, right? The death count has massively declined overall on a global scale but they don't share that they share the infection rate well in the beginning it was all about how many people were dying but when the dying number didn't meet the expectation then they went to the infection rate because the dying and the death went down it's just the manipulation of our media i'm so sick of it i i i want to encourage any and everybody who is listening don't watch the media They're just there to brainwash. People think the media is free. The media isn't free, right? There's people who pay the media to give you brainwashing detail, you see, because it meets their agenda, whether it's a political agenda to gain money somewhere or a a political agenda for the election. They have an agenda and the media is that arm. So you may not have to give money to the television and the media to watch it, but you are and you have to understand they are getting paid by elitist to brainwash you. That's where their money is coming from. Freedom, uh, it's not, that, what's the old saying where it, nothing is really free, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. But the, the thing that I, I look at here, it's not just media complicity. When the government is paying people for positive diagnosis of COVID in their local areas and then paying more for COVID deaths you're incentivizing fraud. My favorite fraud story was a story out of Baton Rouge where a dead mom was pregnant and the doctors, you know, had a flawed attempt, a best attempt they did, though, but to try to save the fetus. It was 22 weeks premature, it had no chance, and when they died, it they put uh, COVID 19 on the death certificate.
1: Oh, did you know they uh, diagnosed George Floyd as COVID? <laughs> He tested positive. They put him on the COVID death count. Did you see that on the no, Epic was,
0: Times? No, I didn't know. That's really unbelievable. Really? Yes.
1: Go to epictimes.com Go Epic Times and plug in George Floyd COVID nineteen. He tested positive. He was an asymptomatic case and they put him on the COVID death count. I was irate when that came out. I'm like unfreaking believable This should wake everybody up, but they hid the story. They hid the story. I think Epic Times and one other were the only ones that I personally saw who ran it. But I'm like, oh, geez, go figure. Because they wanted to hide that information because they literally are adding anyone and everyone to the death count. America knows he did not die from COVID, you see. But yet, because he tested for COVID, they put him on the count. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's absolutely incredible that they're doing that. I I, I I had not heard that with George Floyd. Maybe they should be rioting against the C D C. Maybe they should be chasing Fauci down the street. <laughs> now I'd that, probably chase that,
1: Fauci if I got to. Fauci!
0: I would pay money to see that event. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would too.
0: Hey, Fauci, you're out of breath. You must have COVID-19. <laughs> Go to your room Go and, get sh- and shut up. <laughs> Wear your mask and stop talking. Oh, my God. I mean, we have to laugh about this because this is the destruction of our country. This is absolutely the destruction of our country. The second wave. Y- you know, h- here's what's interesting. It takes supposedly incubation periods fourteen days, so they say. I don't believe that either, but let's take them at their word, okay? How'd they come up with this second wave so quick? <laughs> right. <laughs> I-, I actually it was it was three days from the time they said it could come back, and three days later, it's back. Yeah. And I, th- and I thought, wow, that was a quick fourteen days.
1: No, it's not only that they've been they've been under the radar. I've been looking through a lot of their research and a lot of the papers that I've been studying from the CDC, from the World Health Organization, to try to get an idea of when they could possibly lock us down again. And a lot of their information is like September. It's coming back in September uh, because obviously that's flu season when when it, when everything starts. I guess you got the beginning. It goes up every year, right? Like hello, that's part of the cycle. Um, but. And that's my fear. Look, if they shut down our country again, I, I know many business owners. You and I have big platforms, so we talk to a lot of business people. They send messages, emails. I meet them uh, out and about, and and I usually ask them if they lock down again. Can you survive a second lockdown? And many have told me no. We would close our doors, uh, and we would have to drop our business. Uh, quite a few of them, actually, which I was pleasantly surprised, said that they would um, not. Close their doors and that they would remain open regardless. Um, you know who knows. And and if that was multiple businesses, what are the governments of the world going to do? Right, <laughs> not much. Yeah. So it's just it's 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 a scary situation when you know the ultimate end game. And and I'm you know i'm i'm this whole lockdown thing it, it's just a farce it's it's a, a means to an end and 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 we always lose our freedom every single time in the name of safety and security never once do they say we're just gonna take away your freedom just because we need to or you know because we're tyrannical and that's that's the that's the s- stupidity of, of the sleeping masses out there right uh, every time they feed into it like oh yeah they're my friend they're the good guy nothing could Happen wrong out of this, right? And so, meanwhile, we're just obliterating everything. Now, here's what I'm fearful about. In about six weeks from now, come July 31st, come August and September time frame, right, all these benefits, your government payouts mm-hmm. are all going to end. And so the real economic devastation, even though we're bad right now, we're under a great recession, a great depression already. We're at those levels. Right. But when all these things end, I'm more terrified of what's coming. And, and, and this is, I think, a critical aspect that, that is going under look, because the economy brings a lot more death than COVID ever will right? So here's what we have we have the $600 unemployment check that's going to end on July 31st we have the 1200 stimulus checks, no more of those, those are done uh, we have the eviction and rental bans ending uh, a lot of them are ending you know, July time frame-ish and they vary depending on the state but they're starting to end, your eviction bans, your rental bans, uh, and then you have your st- Student, loan, you, the student loans were given a grace period for all of that. That's going to end at, at September 30th. And then we have the PPP, right? The PPP was uh, the payment protection plan given to businesses, and businesses were told, basically, this is a loan, but you don't have to pay back that loan. We'll forgive you of this loan as long as you keep, quote-unquote, your employee's hired, right? And don't down their pay beyond a certain percent. And I'm really fo- focusing on one major part of the PPP because there's a lot of disclaimers and whatnot. But anyway, so basically companies and companies had to keep their employees for a certain amount of time, as long as they passed that certain amount of time. In the beginning, it was eight weeks, right? We're coming up on the eight-week closure, I think, towards the end of July, right? That would be their eight weeks. Uh, and then you have they expanded it up to 24 weeks, depending on the business giving them a little more time to hire people back or whatnot. But, anyhow, um, if the companies, met the demand and didn't really fire anyone, Uh, then they got their loan forgiven. Well, once the loans have been forgiven by these businesses, the businesses then said, okay, well now we can let you go and fire some of our staff or let go of our staff because we've passed that period. So that's what we're going to see happening on a massive scale because these businesses, the truth of the matter is, everything went down. A lot of these businesses held them just through the PPP period and then after that expired, they're going to let them go because they're Business couldn't survive. There's just not enough work or not enough fill in the blank, right? So that's the other thing. And all of this is hitting around the same time we're talking uh the end of uh, uh, august september time frame and this could and you know within six weeks is when when the 600 unemployment check and i think that's going to be a big one but either way that's also when they're talking about doing a secondary lockdown possibly which i really hope that doesn't happen but it's obviously written in the paperwork and they're allowing for it if they quote unquote need to Right, so this is what is is terrifying looking ahead, and the average person doesn't think about that. The average person doesn't look at all all the economics together. Uh, they just look at the bubble of what's happening now, and so the bigger bubble, I think, is dead ahead
0: i I agree with you, and you're right. The average person's not looking at this. The average person sees all these events as unrelated factors happening at the same time, and they're unable to realize that their country is under attack. You know, let, let let's. Um, you said something that really was provocative in my mind um, because you're really minimizing the effect of COVID. And by the way, we happen to agree on this point. Um, you, you know, you would think the way the government's acting that people would be dropping dead in the streets, and and they're coming back with a second lockdown. and, and I've already done a podcast on this. I said I will not comply. Absolutely refuse to comply. And I did another podcast on what you said just a moment ago when you said that, um, um, you know, we have uh, all these indemnities, these debts that are coming due at the same time. You're right. Right now, we already have 5 million mortgages that aren't being met. I mean, we're sitting on a worse housing bubble that we, than we had in 2009. And and Lisa, let me give you a little math here. And this is something that people just, I couldn't get people to grasp this. When the unemployment claims were going up and up and up every single Friday, and finally, I think it reached a high of about 42 million. And I said, ladies and gentlemen, I went back to the Department of Labor Statistics the week before COVID hit. And they listed almost 110 million working Americans full time, which meant 30 hours or more. I said take 42 million and 110 million Uh, I have a math problem for you. What's the percentage of unemployment in America? Now the media was calling it 18%, 16%. (laughs) Okay, And I'm thinking, no shall we try the high 30s? Well over a third of this country was out of work, unemployed. And still, the media, despite obvious ways to find these numbers, were lying about it. Lisa, how do we wake up the public?
1: I know. That's the one thing. I mean, you just do the basic math, and and the mainstream media was like, oh, 15, 18. You know, it it was like around the same thing every month, and yet more and more people are getting laid off. And I'm like, how? Um, You know, I want to scream at the television (laughs) Like, I hope people aren't listening to this because it's just a bunch of bull, right? But 30% is where we're at, it's right around that area. And, and I think, you know, if, if we, gosh, if we can get more and more people to start breaking off from the mainstream media brainwashing and start listening to the reality of what's really going on, I think we can make an impact. So it's really hard to wake up that mass, especially when um, they've been manipulated for so long, which are other things that we've warned about. We said, hey, there's a a sleeping mass. We have to wake them up. If you don't tell them about uh, shows like yours, shows like mine or whoever it is, right, if it's not us, pick somebody who is at least out there spreading the truth, then we're going to end up in in the situation like we are now, which is exactly what we were. I mean, I, I can't tell you how heartbroken. Oh, sorry. There's like a hair in my mouth. Okay. (laughs) 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 Like you wanted to know that, but, um, I can't tell you how heartbroken I was when I saw all the quote unquote protest, if you will, for George Floyd, like all these people coming out, but yet when we were losing every ounce of freedom that we had, we didn't get as many people out. I mean, we had good crowds out there, right? And the media would dumbfound it. But I thought it would be Thousands more. And, um, just of the mere fact that all our rights were stolen. But the truth of the matter is fear is a very powerful tool. If you can get people to fear, right? And have that fear, then you can be controlled and that fear person, fear filled person can control. So a lot of the times tyrants use fear to control the masses. And that's exactly what we saw with COVID-19. And I was disgusted with.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges.
1: A lot of how the churches closed their doors didn't do anything to try to open their congregations. Now, that wasn't all of them, but a lot of them did. And yet they still remained closed, even when 10,000 protesters went out and protested, if you will, or went to the George Floyd funeral Okay, they were allowed to go to funerals, but still the churches in some areas weren't even open. So it just really broke my heart. Uh, I knew that we have a, a big sleeping mass, but I also think that we have people out there who are awake and know what's going on, but they're silent. And that's who we got to itch into action
0: yeah i know i know we 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 only can control what we can control and we need to go after those people that are receptive but really our audiences could really help us a little more than they are by sharing what we're doing on a regular basis and they need to share it not with like-minded people but with liberals you know people need to understand what is the real source of their malcontent their unhappiness and for democratic mainstream, you know, rank and file people, it's their own political party. Bolshevism is what we're going through. We're going through a Bolshevik revolution, Stalinist revolution, and these people are going, Man, our life sucks. It's just terrible. Damn Trump. No, it's your own party. And we need to play our shows for the liberals. One of the greatest demographics I have that are increasing is. Uh, People that are coming to my website and and to my YouTube channel are people who are liberals. They're unhappy, and they're looking uh, out there now to see what other people like you and I are saying.
1: I think that's a good point. I know I've talked to, um, actually, a couple Democratic friends of mine, and it was interesting because we were having a conversation and, and she was saying, you know, um, she goes with all the riots and when COVID-19 broke out, I was really anti gun. And now that like, you know, all this is going on, I went and bought a gun. Thank you. That was kind of the idea from the get go. (laughs) You know, I'm like, Oh, good. And so some liberals, that's why I think, hopefully, you know, they could lose the battle for gun rights in the near future because a lot of, at least liberal and even Democratic friends of mine, went out and bought a gun because they were freaked out of the state of the country. And that's what you and I have been screaming, is, hey, if push comes to shove and the crap hits the fan, then you're going to want a gun around, (laughs) like, for protection of your family, protection of tyranny, protection of our country. You know, there's multiple things that we could use it for. So it was a delight to see a lot on that side. And I think some Sometimes we can be negative, right? I know I can, and it's hard. But I think if we can reach out to them in a way that makes sense and open up their eyes, I think I think we're going to have a better future for it.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. But the the censorship is becoming off the charts. Let, let me give you two examples. The broadcaster uh, for the basketball pro basketball team, the Sacramento Kings, was interacting on Twitter with one of the players for the Kings who happened to be black. And he was sympathizing, the broadcaster was sympathizing with the man's views that, yeah, this thing that happened to Floyd's terrible and blah, blah, blah. And, and there was a reference in the conversation about Black Lives Matter from, from the team player, and the broadcaster came back and says, yeah, I know, all lives matter. He got fired for that fired for saying all lives matter he wasn't demeaning black lives matter i've looked at that quote a number of times he wasn't demeaning it at all and he got fired then there's the case of the oklahoma state head football coach he's out fishing on some lake and he's wearing a t-shirt from one american news network well now his star running back says that's a racist network And something needs to be done. I'm boycotting the team until this coach is fired. And he's trying to get his fellow teammates, who happen to be black, to join him. I mean, this is insanity. They want a a coach of a major team fired for wearing a T-shirt for um, an independent news agency. This is nuts. It
1: is. And the other thing, I mean, I think I think it's starting to to spread more now, like it first was on your social media websites. And now it's expanding to, like you said, uh, sports, and, you know, big TV names, and Everywhere Now, first, it wasn't acceptable on social media. They saw the success they had in that. And now they're bringing it on to a national platform all across the country. And that's the terrifying part. Again, something that you and I said would happen again is happening. It's like we we are doing everything we can to get that information out. But obviously Even right here at YouTube, like they've, I've already, I think I shared this with you, but they have unmonetized my channel completely. So I no longer make any money on YouTube. They don't pay. They're, they're, um, they have taken.
0: Did they give you any reason?
1: Um, no, they said um, the reason that they gave is I'm sharing harmful content. I said, well, what is harmful content? Well, vaccines, like if you're pro vaccine or if you're talking about COVID-19, I brought up COVID-19 and the fact that they are asymptomatic cases uh, uh, when you can put it all together and how they are assuming the, de- the death of covid like everything i can go to the cdc and prove it and put it up there and somehow that's considered harmful content but they didn't specify to me exactly what is harmful content they just said you're sharing harmful content i've never once shared a violent video i've never even once shown the protest on there i've never shown any harm intent like there is none like if, if people have watched my show forever so they make crap up to literally get us off the platform and they can't answer what it is that's considered quote unquote harmful content. My only guess is that we're sharing the truth and facts about COVID-19, even from their own websites. We know the tests are faulty. You can share the evidence. You know that they can assume cases. That's on the CDC. But for whatever reason, if we say it, it's not acceptable. The mainstream media has to say it in order for them to follow through. And that's just it's heartbreaking. And I don't know have you, are you you still monetized on YouTube now?
0: Well, they're hitting me at about a 30% rate. Um, and it, it, it's hard to, to really kind of get a handle on what's acceptable and what's not. I've done what you've done, and they haven't done anything to me. I, I've read from the CDC guideline verbatim. I, I'm saying, well, they told us when this happened this was far worse than the flu, and we really needed to watch out. And I made the comment, well, I went along with them for two weeks until I saw through the nonsense. So and did I, said I, And, I said, actually. <laughs> and I, said, here, I said, here's the nonsense. And I started reading from about presumptive diagnosis right from the CDC and then how they were counting flu numbers on top of it it, for a city to get to uh, phase one. And I said, this goes against everything they were saying, and the flu and COVID aren't the same thing, yet they're using flu numbers to artificially jack up the numbers. And and I read directly from CDC, and they didn't touch me. And you're saying they went after you for doing that.
1: Well, they didn't give me a reason. All all I know is I did a bunch of videos about COVID and that's really all I talked about. I never said anything about like false flag or up or you know all the keywords on YouTube. So never brought that up, never said anything to to you know, that would, or even, I, I don't even think I talked about it 5G because they banned 5G from YouTube. So I didn't even bring that up. I, I bring all that in to com. <laughs> like a lot of people can check that out. But it, there was nothing wrong with the content, it was literally um youtube just censoring conservative libertarian voices and so that's the the problem they don't give us a clear cut answer of exactly why they just said you had too many videos in yellow so mm, you have harmful content we're hitting the pause oh, button Oh they
0: they actually identified your yellow Yeah Interesting yes. I so, had I had something happen to one of my videos today and all it was it was um I did the old psychology thing, you know, control what you can control, you know, and focus on the things that you have absolute control over. And the only thing you have control over with regard to the bad things happening in society is your reaction to it or your preparation for the future. And they had ads suspended for 30 minutes while they reviewed the video. I've never seen that designation before. And I'm thinking, what, for telling people to control what they can control in their life? That's now controversial. Um, do they let you sell back-end advertising, you know, from private entities?
1: Yeah, they can't control that. So yeah. thankfully, I, I still have that. But it's that's one of the first things they did to my channel, Dave. Like, back when I was half the size of my channel... Um, I was about maybe two, 250,000 subscribers. I made more on YouTube then than I ever did today. So I was making... I think double, about double the money, a little over double the money back when I was half the size. Now that I'm this size, uh, two months ago is when I, when I got the monetization taken away, but, and, and we're re, we're fighting it right now, but it's taking a while. So I've got a plea into YouTube to to fight it. But two months ago, my pay for YouTube, even though I'm 440,000 subscribers, right? My pay cut two, uh, by two thirds on YouTube. Uh-huh. So that was the first big move that they did. They cut my pay down to versus the hundred percent and went down to 30 to 20%. And eventually, and, and that's been that way, uh, for about almost two years now, right? I was at that level for about two years and then now they've just taken it away altogether, but I am appealing it. I'm not sure anything will come of it, however. <laughs> so we'll see.
0: Wow. So you are appealing it. You said,
1: Yes. uh Uh-huh. But I had to go and delete like 20 videos um, just to have a maybe and see if they will. Like uh, I know they wanted me like I work with, you know, the manager freedom and all that. And they wanted me to delete all of the COVID videos. And that was it. That was the biggest uh, niche by YouTube is they don't want us publishing COVID videos in Mm -hmm. general.
0: Yeah, because they want to destroy our country.
1: Yeah, like they don't want us saying anything about COVID. So, I don't know. And I just can't, it's it's hard. Like, I, well, you can't do that when COVID is right here in front of us right now.
0: I know. I, and it's amazing. They'll let the liars from CNN, Trevor Noah, say horrible things about white people. Uh, and, and that's okay. That's okay. But you, you can't talk about issues in a responsible way what was the percentage of yellows you had that they said you violated
1: oh they didn't give me a percentage it was just
0: they're just making up crap
1: yeah just basically, oh, oh, you have too many um, yellows, so we're gonna basically take you down. So who knows? It's just it's just junk.
0: Here's my frustration and- with this. This is why the audience is wondering, God, where's David and, and Lisa going with this? Let me tell you where I'm going with this, Lisa. The um, Trump came out with his executive order I don't know a week ten days ago, yeah. and he said uh, if you're an open forum, which they all claim to be, you can't censor, and and so therefore we're gonna come after you if you censor. Okay, well, the next day, Candace Owens was taken down. There's one big middle finger to Trump from Twitter. And now you're having this problem. There's another middle finger going back at Trump. Where the hell is Trump? Excuse my French, but where is he?
1: I agree. That's what gets me so mad is because the the next day, literally, Twitter after he made that declaration they they had suppressed him before and then after he made that statement they did it again to him and completely blocked and put a whole disclaimer on another one of his tweets after he signed the executive order and then Twitter came out and I forgot who it was and and basically said we're not going to implement the executive order gosh who... Was it Ajik Pai? I don't remember, but they were basically slapping President Trump in the face, like his executive order means nothing. And I'm starting to question now: Does it actually mean anything? Because nothing changed. Nothing made a difference. Well, where who is said the resolution? said that they
0: weren't going to uh, enforce it. Was it DOJ or was it social media?
1: I th- it was social media. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Pai, I think. Okay. But I mean, I mean, he or he wasn't going to enforce it, but it, it, it was to the point where we don't care what you do. We're gonna do what we want to do, kind of a statement to the president.
0: And they should have walked in with the DOJ, with the FBI accompanying them, and shut them down.
1: And they don't. And they don't. And, and they so should. Trump either a needs to grow some balls, and and maybe I maybe I, I I'm thinking maybe that's why everybody's getting away with everything. Uh, if people like you know we had arrest of Roger Stone that should have never happened. No. What if you know why why is president trump being so lenient so to speak and so it's it's just like well that kind of stuff didn't happen under other presidents i get it but at the same time maybe he needs to grow some bigger balls <laughs> like i don't really know how else to put it but i'm 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 quite pissed off that he is not taking the stance that we need. We're losing our country. Like, it's going. It's gone. It's MIA. And 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 we're literally getting taken over on a daily basis. We need a president who's actually going to do something and do something about an executive order when he implements it. But I get that there's a lot of deep state agents not doing what he says, and he is limited in a way. But at any aspect you know what do we do you know
0: well here's what trump should do when when some of the joint chiefs came out and says no no we're not going to support you federalizing the national guard even though it's been done before by other presidents we're not going to support that action to go into seattle and stop this illegal invasion of an american city formerly known as seattle what he should have done was taken the first joint chief says you're fired and number two steps up says are you going to do this if he says no you're fired and he should go right down the list and fire every one of those sobs until they start following the orders of the commander-in-chief
1: yeah i say amen to that right
0: i know but he's not doing anything and, you know, I can give you the day his presidency ended. It was the day they declared the national emergency for COVID, March 13th, 2020. His presidency went from January 21st to March 13th, 2020. That's 2017 to 2020. He is no longer the president. It's really clear to me he is not in charge. <laughs>
1: It seems a lot like it. Like Anthony Fauci and and, and many others are are taking the lead and stomping all over our president. And then anytime he does something, they slap him in the face. Like, if you've seen some of the faces, I know everybody was watching their task force meetings for a while. Fauci's face was like, oh my god, there he goes again. And everybody was just, you know, that's how they act uh, toward the president. And he falls for it. Like, okay, well, you know, what's the better thing to do instead of being the president that we need and and the sad part is 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 there's no other takers there's no one else right now
0: <laughs> there's no one else that can step there's up no one. i mean we got we got dementia joe who will probably have hillary as his vice president and she'll take over on day 2 after the inauguration uh, so joe can go be free to go smell women's hair um, <laughs> while he goes into further cognitive decline <laughs> this is just i mean I, I was talking to someone about this today this country is insane. The leadership is insane. Trump is now neutered and impotent. And yes, the I know there's the sexual metaphors there, but they fit. He's impotent. Um, if his sex life was like he's running the country now, he never would have had children, and, and, and that's how mad I am at him right now. I am furious with him, and you know, Lisa. Here's the thing that really gets to me: is you got the morons out there. Oh, he's got a plan. He's playing five D chess. Are you going to say that on November ninth when the election's over and he's lost?
1: <laughs> right. I don't know. I, 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 I. I that frustrates me too. When people are like, oh, there's a plan. It's all part of the plan. I'm like, the plan? What plan? There is no plan. Like, it would have already happened, or a piece of it would have already happened. It's not there. And so it's just, and and I think that's part of the lackadaisical, we don't have to do anything. Trump's going to handle it all. That It doesn't happen that way, right? So we have to get active. We have to start spreading. We have to do what we need to do to save our freaking country and elect the right people into office i know i brought on daniel mccarthy again the other day he's he's going to be um going for senate here in arizona And you know, i encourage people he's great he is all about freedom anti-lockdown conservative and i, I brought him on and, and he was just being really straight he goes i'm hoping that we can handle this the easy way through the ballot box getting the right people in because if we don't if we don't, we could lose everything, right? And then we'll have to go other routes to get done what we need to to get done. And I'm like, you know, I really support that. I really support a candidate who wants to stand on the side of freedom and with the American people and is not backed by globalist money. We have to start getting it into our minds. You don't go and vote for the candidate who has all this financial backing, the biggest name on the block, right? Half the time, that's the case. You want to go and find that little guy who really stands for the right principles. That's the needle in the haystack, I think. And that's what we have to start looking for, not only here in Arizona, but across the board.
0: I I would agree. And and before I forget, please, uh, by text... Send me Daniel's uh, contact information. I need to get him some exposure. I've looked at some of his platform, and it's really good. Um, so I'm prevailing upon you, Lisa. Um, and congratulations for getting him on your show. But I totally agree with what you're saying. And We are in deep, deep trouble. For all intents and purposes, America has been conquered. The only thing that they haven't done, they haven't got the guns from us. There's still 7 million veterans of fighting age that aren't going to go along with this. Hell, even the Hell's Angels are going to stand with us, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as they say, they're going to go to Seattle and kick some Antifa butt. Um,
1: Popcorn.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I think we ought to put a cage around those six blocks in Seattle and call it an MMA fight and just turn Hell's Angels loose. And I'm saying that <laughs> kind of tongue-in-cheek, but I would sell events to that. Let me let me call the MMA people and just say, hey, I got an event for you. <laughs> it's just, this is nuts. I mean, you know, my, almost every night at the dinner table, my wife and I said, I never thought we'd see this. Never thought, And it always is a different issue. Well, Lisa, um, we're just about out of time, and I want to give you a chance to talk about um, your endeavors and how people can follow your good work
1: yeah i want to encourage people to um go to restrictedrepublic.com. that's a platform that i'm there justice knight is there i'm trying to eventually get dave there <laughs> but okay. uh on restrictedrepublic.com, that is where i share all the videos that you can't share on other platforms like your facebook and social media and youtube because they've censored us into oblivion uh, and there's so much that you can't talk about. So these alternative platforms uh, are being created, thankfully, so we can still get the truth out. And so I want to encourage your listeners, just get on over there, subscribe. And right now we've got an amazing special. If you use the code band B-A-N-N-E-D, B-A-N-N-E-D uh, you can get the yearly for a discount or the monthly for a couple bucks off. So it's a great deal and, and a good way to support us, especially since YouTube is now taking away all that monetization. So check it out there.
0: Okay, that sounds really good. And um, you, of course, appear on shows like this. Um, You know, a lot of people think that, and and I kind of have these feelings, when we get to November's election and Trump loses, and believe me, he's going to lose unless he pulls rabbits out of his hat quickly. Uh, He's losing his base. This is what people don't realize. He may have more black people voting for him this time by far, but he's losing his base, and that's what people aren't seeing. And I see it every day in the comment section. When, when I, I've defended Trump, and these people take me to task. I'm done defending him. But when the election comes and goes, and he's no longer the president, and Biden hands off to Hillary, or whatever strong woman that's ready to be president the first day, he gives the job to because he's got dementia, I don't think it's the end yet. I think this is going to be a really hard country to subjugate. I think it's going to be difficult. And once they start pulling people out of their homes, I think that'll be the wake-up call. And I think that'll be the beginning of the Civil War, and I think the military will bifurcate. I really do. I don't know if you share the same view or not, but I just I hope, I hope America has the guts, as you said, the balls to do what's necessary. Oh, yeah. No,
1: I hope so, too. That is what I'm vouching for. That is what I'm praying for. And that's what I want for our our children. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I do. Well, we're out of time. We're right up against it, and we could keep talking for another hour. Lisa, you've been terrific with your information. Please keep up your great work, and I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Thank you.